1: What's up everybody? Welcome back for the final time, season 1 to Pinchtown TV and our coverage of Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Disney Plus. So this will be our finale coverage obviously. This is episode 8, The Prophecy Comes True, and before we get into the finale, just a little binchtown housekeeping is obviously like I just said this is the last episode of Percy Jackson we'll be covering for the foreseeable future potentially ever hopefully not ever but potentially ever um, so if you're liking Bintown tv we are much more than just percy jackson and the olympians we cover a ton of shows we're doing true detective right now on hbo masters of the air on apple tv uh what else avatar the last airbender which we're souring on each day <laughs> as we find out more about it but i think the plan is still to cover avatar uh we're doing we you know we do a bunch of other fun shows like what uh, show recommendations and things like that so the best way to stay in touch with Bingetown TV is just to follow our main Bingetown TV feed. And if you're watching on YouTube, just subscribing and you'll see all the videos that we post. So, okay. With that out of the way, now back to Percy, Jackson. I guess maybe just like overall thoughts, if you want to go first before we get into our kind of like bucketed general story conversation.
0: Yeah, that, that's fine. I want to give two initial thoughts, I guess, one on the season as a whole, and then one on the episode. I'm just starting with the episode that we're going to be covering here, episode eight, The Prophecy Comes True. The episode itself was a decent finale. It didn't really change my overall ratings of the show as a whole. Like it didn't blow me out of the water. It wasn't a crazy finale, but it also wasn't like one of the worst episodes of the season. I mean, we got to see Zeus, who I'm so dumb for not remembering that uh, it was announced months and months ago that Lance Reddick was going to be playing Zeus, who I love. RIP to Lance Reddick. He passed away very recently. That's why they did the dedication at the beginning for him. He was amazing. I thought he actually created the best tension of maybe any God the show has, like the atmosphere. Like it felt like you were talking to a mythological immortal god in that moment when he was like like the thunder was going when he was getting serious all that stuff was really good for me but all my complaints are just it's going to be rehashed from previous episodes on our coverage like everything needed more time if you add it 10 more minutes to the luke conflict and then 10 more minutes to the aries conflict both would have been much better they just felt so quick even though i liked what little we got it wasn't enough for me to feel like it was all fleshed out and it was so satisfying. It was just cool in the moment. Like, especially Luke, I wanted so much more of him in this season. And it just felt like, I don't know. Was it editing that they kept cutting things down? Did they just not feel like they can expand on the dialogue between everybody to make us feel more satisfied? I don't know. That just seems like the season long issues, but that's where I'm at. I'm pretty much, I'm just going to say it at the top so the audience listening can just know what my lens that I'm reviewing this episode and season as is. I'll, I'm probably at like a five out of 10. And I want to say that's like a one point bump from like the bias perspective, like in real time, like, you know, you, we kind of bump it up a little bit just because it's real time. I feel like maybe it's really like a four out of 10 or something. I don't know, maybe five or six. I'm, I'm pretty much right in the middle of, this, of the scale. It's nothing awful. Like CGI still looked great for me. It's just, I didn't love the soul of the show. And that's, that hasn't really changed since like the middle of the season. Unfortunately, once it started going downhill and the hype, even around the internet started to die a little bit, but where are you at? Cause I'm like around like a five or six because of the little bit of a biased, like, cause we read the books and we had that attachment. But where are you at? I think
1: I'm at like a, yeah, maybe like a five or a six, maybe closer to a six. I also feel like this is where sometimes the podcast we run into trouble a little bit where if I was just kind of like brain switched off, just watching the shapes and sounds on my television, I maybe would have enjoyed it more. Of mm-hmm. like maybe not even engaging on the internet, just like, oh, you know, Percy Jackson, Teetaloo, just kind of watching it along type of deal. It's tough because, like you said, I, I enjoy the Luke stuff. I, I liked Zeus. I enjoyed Poseidon. I We love Ares as, as an individual character almost in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And it just. The stuff was good. I was really realizing how much meat it felt like they left on the bone, Mm -hmm. you know, of like it could have been so much better. You know what I mean? Like this, the moments could have been, you know, 10% more epic. They could have been 10% more emotional. They could have been all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think I'll I'll probably settle in at like five, six range. And that's it. Like using the full 10, obviously being just like dead average Mm -hmm. television show the bias obviously involved and that I enjoy the characters. I thought Walker had a great episode as Percy, things like that. So yeah, I mean, we're here. I feel like we kind of almost expected it after like episode four ish. Right. We were kind and- of like, ah, okay, well let's recalibrate a little bit here. <laughs> I think we were even
0: slower to sour on this show than the internet was like we were an episode or two later, but now the more I see, the more talk I like, I I come across, I kind of find myself in agreement with all the, the film bros or even the casuals that are putting stuff out there. Like it's all kind of really valid criticisms for the show. I still love the cast, like them promoting themselves. Like you could tell there's the passion there. Obviously Rick, the writer of the books is involved. So that's still there. Like, there's room to grow, but I really hope they take the criticisms, especially with the runtimes, like to heart, because geez, man, like I can't remember the last show that suffered so much from lack of screen time for like modern season televisions. Like it's been a really long time since I can notice you add 20 minutes to every single one of these episodes. We're probably adding two or three points on the scale if it was done right. And that's what's just such a shame because it was right there and it just felt like it wasn't satisfying enough For me to really walk away and start recommending this to people. I'm happy I watched it. Don't necessarily see me watching it again, maybe in prep for season
1: two, but that's about where I'm at. It almost feels like, and I know I struggled if it was last episode, two episodes ago of like putting the right words to it. But it's almost like this is like the storyboard that they showed Disney. Like this is the skeleton of the show we'll make. Mm hmm. And this is what it'll be like versus like fully creating the whole television show. I don't know. It just, yeah, it just was there. And I was trying to watch this episode thinking like, okay, if I was like a younger kid, like how would I be feeling right now? And maybe probably, okay. Kids, yeah. Maybe younger kids really enjoyed it. And maybe that's the actual like the, goal. The, I, I the, the character relationships matter
0: probably less to that crowd, which is probably fine. Like the spectacle is more important when you're looking at it like that. And that's really what the original Percy Jackson books were like, like they're YA. So they're for the youth and stuff like that. So all that's fine. But I'm in the opinion where I'm so biased to loving, not just Percy Jackson's IP, but like Greek gods. Like I've been saying Mm -hmm. that constantly that even boring or, or weirdly average greek stories are usually fun to me and so that's why like i'm i'm gonna enjoy going through this even just like plot points um just because you know whenever zeus is doing anything it's just a cool story element so uh but that's where i'm at i think there was one other piece i wanted to say right off the top oh yeah like i i noticed it probably a couple episodes ago maybe it was because i'm also simultaneously taking notes while i'm watching it but the amount of just like hard cuts as if there were commercials for this episode is so dumb because i think that's what disney wrote the show to be like is to is to have eventually spots for commercials because there's just like fade to black moments and it's just like why like that doesn't happen anymore unless you're really planning around commercial like you're watching cable tv on streaming sites like that's the only time you ever see this but it was oh you know what that's a great point i noticed it for sure in the middle of this episode and i remember being like yeah it's been happening for most episodes. Like they kind of just cut, but either way, that was just some dumb thing that I just wanted to bring up because I don't know. They should never think of it. Think of writing a show like that with that in mind. That's just that's weird, dumb. Yeah. But anyway, let's just start ripping through some of this stuff. And, you know, we could talk just high level in, in the context of the whole series, but some of these scenes are pretty interesting. Like we have the whole, Like Luke voiceover on the beach, and then this is the direct aftermath of last episode. So let's just talk through the entire confrontation because, like everything else, this was super quick. I think it was like seven or eight minutes. And if it was gonna be be seven or eight minutes, I would have just rather them taken an an extra 10 and added it to the end of last episode and just made it end with like a 15-minute confrontation rather than kind of like teasing us a little bit here because I mean, they save it by by Ares and Percy getting into this agreement that it was going to be till first blood and not till death. So then I guess God's kind of always honored those type of deals, which is fine. But I just thought that was like super easy. I was really looking forward to some Edge versus Walker sword yeah. play. And what we got was like, okay, it was, but it was building up where I was like, what the fuck, man? Like already, like this could have been half the episode, not the first 10 minutes, but.
1: I think the Luke flashback stuff was well done. Just narratively to mm-hmm. get us to like Percy, setting the rules for the fight and again it's it's not like it's very implicit or subversive they're literally telling us what's going to happen basically and there's nothing wrong with that at yeah it's just i don't know things just things just kind of happen yeah and the wave is cool the the individual parts i think are cool but when you see them as the whole it was just kind of like okay wave I like the true form thing. That was cool. That was a good, like yeah. that's the first time I think that they've introduced that concept from what I can remember in the show, which was cool and all that kind of stuff. And I just love edge as Aries. So that, that was fun. I hate say, I say this, I love him, but I couldn't stop looking at like his like mouth is like kind of crooked. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I caught it so hard this episode. And I just like was looking at it as he was talking, just looking at his lips moving, but he's just fucking fantastic. And his sword was cool. And, the fighting, I don't know. Like it, it's cool, but it's just not enough. I guess that's totally what it is. I, I don't
0: want to harp on it anymore. Past that, there were, I do really like the true form idea where they're like, look away, you can't look at it. Yeah, so that's gold cool. blood was cool. Yep, exactly. Which is just a nice touch. I'm sure that's also canon in the books. The one part I wanted to bring up though was so he taught i mean obviously after the actual victory like the helm of darkness drops which is going to be important for the next scene so they get hades helm of darkness which was the side quest that was accepted probably seven minutes ago in screen time like yeah, if you think literally. about it so that was a quick little you know speed run to get the helm of darkness which he did um i was okay with the with walker's moment of saying like summoning the ocean like that was cool i thought Poseidon was going to kind of like step in and help a little bit but I'm happy that it was showing Percy's powers growing but uh, that's going to be more down the line of when he really starts gaining mastery of the magic but yeah, that was, was just you know callback was to, cool. what
1: was that episode 5 what do yeah mean, it Aris? was the zebra episode yeah
0: yeah. The, right no no it was end. right before the zebra sorry yeah, it was, it was right the, right the leading up when, to that yeah
1: yeah. when Ares they're kind of they have their first kind of headbutting confrontation because he you know pretty much like you don't know who I am or whatever and be careful about finding out that's totally not what he said but something like that and i thought that was a nice little callback that all worked again the individual parts kind of work but as a whole for whatever reason they fall flat uh yeah and
0: i guess this is another hot take it's weird to throw it in right here but i think now that the whole season's done like i don't know if i necessarily just love the, the main three right now like as just characters just like soullessness is like the word i keep coming to that's a bad, that's a, that sounds so pessimistic and negative and I don't mean it to come off that way, but it's really just like, this isn't to the level I care about of Ron, Hermione and Harry, just like the, the main trio of like a fantasy yeah. story like this. It's just, I don't know. And again, it's just more dialogue. I needed and more interplay of their relationship building, but whatever that aside, I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause I don't know if you agree or disagree with it because like Walker's good, but I still, I don't know. I don't know. Like the main three, maybe that's part of the reason why I didn't get super attached to the show is just because it didn't really feel like the best main three I've ever seen after having finished the season. But they worked with what they had.
1: Yeah, it's almost interesting that, like, I think I like Walker as Percy. I think I like Ariane as Grover. Annabeth is a little... I just think as a character in the show, they didn't give her, like, a ton for you to, like, grab onto, Mm -hmm. I feel like. So... Yeah, I think the cohesiveness of the three of the last scene, obviously, we'll get there eventually is like kind of nice, but it does almost feel I don't want to say unearned because we did go on this journey with them. But yeah, there's just something is missing. And that goes back to what you've always been saying, like it just felt too easy
0: because everything's just like point A, point B, problem solution. It's just the same formula for, I don't know, six or seven of the eight episodes and It's just all all, the, all comes back to the quickness, but let's move ahead because I just yep. derailed us so hard right there. Sorry good. about that. You're this good. is the last little pre-arc before we're going to get to Olympus. It's just quick. After Percy wins, they just go back to uh, the beach house and they run into the Fury that is there to basically complete the side quest, take the Helm of Darkness back to Hades and deliver that it's basically done to release the mom. So that all happens here. The one thing I want to shout out, that's pretty cool. Two things, I guess the first is I love that they said the last war of Olympus is what kicked off world war II. That's pretty fucking cool. Cause I just watched band of brothers. So like, that's like right at the forefront okay, of my yeah. head too. At masters uh, of the air.
1: We're watching it right now. Exactly.
0: Going from band of brothers to Percy Jackson. I was yeah. like, Oh, this is a whack. <laughs> this is a whack drop off. But uh, the one thing I want to say though, that I love is I had the complaint early on about, why Mrs. Dodds, is that her name originally? Whatever, this Fury was trying to attack Percy for the lightning bolt. I, I brought up the, I th- it might have even been in our spoiler talk, like that first time we ever did that, where I was saying, why would Hades be searching for the lightning bolt? But she says here that she's always been looking for the Helm of Darkness, not the lightning bolt, right? So that's that was like a cool plot cleanup plot uh plot hole cleanup i would say because i was always concerned at why she phrased it like the way she did but anyway that works because the whole time hades wasn't actually looking for the master bolt and he was surprised that percy even offered it to him so that all connected pretty well and then and then also here i think annabeth gives percy the the necklace before he sets off to olympus so anything in there you want to bring up i enjoyed
1: the weight that the helm had Mm mm-hmm that was just interesting. And I remember thinking, like, that would fucking kill your neck. But obviously, Hades is a literal god, so I don't think it actually matters. Mm-hmm. But when he put it on the on the counter, I was like, oh, I actually I like the sound effect of that. That, like, feels like it's, like, some yeah. like artifact type of thing, which was good. I want to see it in action, honestly,
0: because you were describing the things that you looked up last yeah, episode. Like, yeah. That would be cool to see you, like, phasing through shadows and causing fear.
1: Like, that's yeah. sick. Maybe I should add it to our d d campaign. <laughs> the Definitely. Of darkness. All right, that's. Like but it. you're gonna give it to me. We'll see what happens. I guess. B times <laughs> is the rogue, so. Um. <laughs> true,
0: true, true. All right, let's move on so we can go to actual Olympus going up to mm-hmm. the Empire State Building, which is where it, it, it's always supposed to be. And they're supposed to go to the special top floor. I liked the intro here where Percy wasn't fucking around. He just kind of yeah. dicks his way he in. He feels like,
1: like Percy. Yeah. He's getting that confidence. He still has that yep. swag, like that cheeky, sarcastic swagger. But now he's more confident, I think, in Like him being in the world of the gods versus just confident like in himself kind of almost. And that Mm -hmm. was fucking fun from this point on in the this point on in the episode. And I was so into what Olympus looked like. I don't know. Yeah, fucking sick.
0: I've never seen it be like that big and you just even like looking at the details in the background of all the high rises that were there mixed with Greek it I thought it looked incredible you could yeah. play a whole fucking video game just like in looking at that it was yeah, it was awesome it was
1: fucking cool it's a shame we don't fucking build cities like that <laughs> yeah right yeah we, we we're gave up fucking on like fake brick and too many highways so let's
0: move on to one of the best scenes I think of the show is Percy strolling up to Zeus who's sitting alone in the court of the gods just with the 12 thrones, 11 of them being empty. Just I was so excited to see Lance Reddick. I'm so happy I forgot that it was actually him. Yeah. And it's just cool like he's got the he's got the suit on. Like he looks all professional. Oh yeah, he's just and he just his eye contact, the way he just owns this entire scene and he's talking to him. It's awesome. And then the actual conversation they have is pretty amazing too. Percy, of course, goes in being a little naive and expecting some things, which you're never going to get from from this level of an entity. But one of the things I loved was the Kronos conversation that once... Percy thinks he's like surprising Zeus, like he's building up power, like he's trying to escape. He's like, yeah, no shit, this is what we do. Of course, he's gonna try and escape. It's only a matter of time. Like we're immortal. He's trapped in hell. That was just like a cool way to think about it. Yeah, I never yeah. actually put words to it like that. Where like, duh, like the the Greek gods are ready for the Titans to bust out, or like does whatever. It's just a cool way to really look at it, knowing that kind of just it kind of builds um, Zeus's cloud a little, or uh, I guess just builds his i don't know just the audience's perspective on how smart he is and
1: and like forward thinking i don't know how petty because he's like ah like the war's still on like i still yeah yeah i still need to crush my brother and it's just like at first he's like why (laughs) like what is going on he just doesn't understand which is just i mean he don't get it yet he don't get it yet and i did like the again another luke flashback and this is what i when i said at the top of like ten percent more and it's like so good. Like the Luke stuff is good. It's so good in the books. It's a great twist. And it just the flashbacks were hitting and it's good and the, it's just it's just not great. You mm-hmm. know, it's like there like the flashback was cool. The conversation was good. The the analogy of the spiders and Annabeth and and you're kind of seeing more insight into Luke's mindset and and you can kind of feel obviously we know the answer but you can feel that he's like trying to dip percy's toes into Mm -hmm. that side of the thinking and all that kind of stuff and it's good it's i honestly i think the most compelling part of the story obviously him and his percy and his mom is is very emotional but the luke stuff is like compelling that's the, the meat of the story that's what we want and it just wasn't enough of it Yeah. And I've been harping on how much I like Luke and I want it more this entire
0: time. And it's even this episode, like it just still like more of these things should have been happening throughout the season. And it might've been a little better because we would have gotten more of Luke, but either way, did you catch the, uh, when they're doing the sword training, he goes, riposte from artillery. I was like, hell yeah. yeah."
1: (laughs) That (laughs) That was too. Although I
0: never get it to fucking work in shit. That's the blue, right? He's got to turn blue. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, so some more of their conversation that I want to write at right as Poseidon showing up or like right before it, basically. I like the last comment I'll make is like before he's he's basically going to strike Percy with the with the master bolt. Is Percy saying? just how you were saying he's being petty basically why you want to kill why you want to still have this fight you're going to get weakened by your brothers you're going to destroy the earth and he goes i will not be weakened by my brothers like he's yeah. like i'm good brother don't <laughs> even worry about me i thought that was so badass and then that's when he whips out the master bolt and a little bit more conversation to basically leads to him about to attack percy i love that it's just pure just blue oh. it looks fucking awesome so much cooler when he wields it versus yeah. <laughs> percy just like having to hold it like a yeah, deal exactly. <laughs> it looks fucking
1: sick in his hands
0: and then Poseidon shows up to uh stop the kill shot and offers his full surrender in order to save Percy. Um, and then this had some good conversation naturally too, because they bring up Talia, which is a huge point in Poseidon's side. He basically is just like, Don't let me Get ever see first. this one again. Yeah, and then he's like, You're the only reason you're basically allowed to live is because he's kind of got a point about Talia. I broke my yeah. rule for I broke my rule first. You're you're here. So all of that was sick, and then I guess that's when Zeus is about to leave. And he says the cool ass line. He's like, fine, I'll have Athena set up a meeting. And I was like, that is so fucking (laughs) cool, man. I wanted to see that conversation because I'm pretty sure we get that conversation at the end of the movie of season of movie one. So I was kind of thinking there's maybe a chance we're going to get to
1: see all of the gods, but they're definitely going to save that for season two. Yeah, that was nice that the like the setting, I thought that you could feel the emptiness and all the other chairs. Mm hmm. You know, like you could feel the other gods not necessarily being there, but like their absence in that way, which was really good. I also loved the contrast between the cost, quote unquote, costumes, the outfits that Poseidon mm-hmm. and Zeus are wearing. Zeus, like you're saying, is the suit, the tie is very buttoned up. And then Poseidon just you know button down seafoam green shirt rolled up sleeves he's got some fucking like seashell bracelets on and stuff it just i don't know it just works it just looks well up.
0: i mean it works for all of them because Ares is like the biker like he's got in yeah. originally but when they're not in their true form and they're in their like modern form it's awesome because Hephaestus looked like an engineer just yeah when we saw him hermes what didn't really stick out i guess i couldn't i, I don't wearing, like sweats Exactly. Okay. So yeah, just like a sporty runner. I don't know, yeah, however you funny. want to view it. Yeah, funny. no, they kill it with that shit. They yeah. that, that stuff was definitely really cool. Good.
1: I really like Poseidon. I like the actor a lot. I know you I'm, said that you know him from love things. that This dude. is my first, I think, foray into his work and I think he's really good. The conversation with Percy and him was was, was really good after this. Um, we'll talk
0: about that right now, but I'm not leaving the the spot yeah, just fine. without saying that the ancient Greek conversation they had was oh, fucking yeah. awesome because they weren't saying the names like they were saying it as like as ancient as basically we probably know about. Like, I didn't recognize like Hermes, the Aries. They started naming, it. I was like, "What the hell?" That's how you pronounce that. It's just pretty cool. Them just talking back and
1: forth, saying that stuff. That was funny because it felt like to me that it was it was fairly close. Really. I mean, like, so, close, of course, because, yeah, like, well, art... That, our... that, that leads into what was funny when first he was like, oh, Peter, like, that's all I caught. And I feel like yeah. if he knows, like, even a sprinkler, like, you could have probably caught the names. Oh, with the gods, yeah, that he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that just, that just made me chuckle a little bit. But, yeah, that was good. I would not expected it. it. Makes a ton yeah. of sense. Makes a mm-hmm. ton of sense. I wonder how many languages they've had to, like, learn over time. All of them. Yeah, true. It's Probably a like, god of the languages. Were, I mean, they were just fucking popping babies all over the place at some point so they were probably (laughs) they had to converse somehow at these maybe they didn't have to
0: all right but go ahead you can continue on your uh, train of thought about anything that percy and poseidon alone just say to
1: each other yeah it's just a major theme obviously of this season of the beginning of of this show is percy and his relationship with his father the absentee relationship of him and his father again there's still these rules in place and Poseidon's still fairly guarded and I don't know. I just enjoyed the little father-son moment. I think Percy Mm -hmm. didn't get everything he wanted out of it, but I think he got enough out of it. Obviously, it shows in his conversation with Luke later that this conversation he just had with his dad plus the conversation he has with Hermes in episode, what was that, five maybe, at the casino, are impacting his mindset a little bit. He's coming around to this idea of the gods being flawed. I was going to say human beings, but they're obviously not. But... You know, that they're also trying and they have their own kind of issues and all that kind of stuff. So this all worked for me pretty well. And this is actually the one singular case where I was okay with them not
0: adding more to the conversation. Like you want that mystery in their relationship a little bit, but it was enough. This was the one situation where I was like, that, that was good that they kind of cut it off because he just whips out. After, well, the two things that happened are he they're talking about the dreams because Percy mm. asked Aries about dreaming. Who He said, God's don't dream besides his aries is a moron of course we dream so that's just kind of important i guess to keep in the back of your head just going forward and then the other thing is he whips out a pearl right there and then throws it at percy's feet so i think that's confirming that the movie was full of shit calling them like persephone's pearls yeah. they might just be like transport i don't know Sort of yeah, so like
1: just to go back physically to the wherever you're thinking of or something like that yeah mor- oh yeah, yeah true maybe it's wherever you think but also a question now they the battle on the beach wasn't in santa monica that was in new york or was that in santa monica that was in new york right because it was their beach house yeah they i think he turned right
0: after beating hades and goes in and puts you know, like you said he puts the helm yeah on the so just counter like they
1: they went from the underworld to new york beach yes i think so world back to santa monica where they kind of started and then he goes from olympus back here again right yes and then he ends up well he ends up Oh no no no! He goes no, he to the he camp. wakes up Atal- at
0: the Atalia's yeah. tree, right? He ends up
1: at camp, yeah, yeah. Besides so sends him back to camp, basically.
0: Exactly. So so when we get back to camp, this is the fake out again, where Percy returns. He's a Clarice. hero for succeeding, and then like they do the whole East thing. Exactly. Yeah. I was A-Bem, so like, in like, like,
1: don't like. Do you see her? Do you see her? He's literally staring at her.
0: I <laughs> could have like, sworn. I could have sworn that. They were gonna even drop her as like suspicion because I thought we were on the other side of it. I thought it was like so above. Even if it wasn't, they're thinking Aries and Cronus. Why? Why even worry about Clarice? I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I just kind of forgot about her. She just didn't even like. I guess they trust it.
1: Grover. They trust Grover's instincts that Clarice was involved Shouldn't. and that Aries was also involved, almost because of Clarice type of deal. And they, I think, obviously, there's so they have the conversation in other areas other moments but i guess technically i almost said athena technically annabeth grover and percy i don't think explicitly have the conversation where the gods send the demigods to do things they don't want to do but that's also that theme so they probably could have been thinking that like aries physically couldn't steal the bolt, so he sent Clarice to do it. Oh, that's true. And and they they
0: reinforced that because they yeah they brought that up again in like the second Luke flashback. They had that yeah yeah, yeah, type
1: of deal. So like they I don't they never talked about the three of them. I guess, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's was. I assume it was implied in that sense.
0: Yeah. All right. So then, once they're back, yeah. Once they're back in camp, celebrating. Percy's the fucking man. Fireworks are going off. They go and talk to Luke for a second. And He's like, Hey, we got to get out of here and talk about a plan. I was like, This just felt like you're just trying to like kidnap somebody. Like, the way yeah. he was talking, he's like, Let's go out there when nobody's around. Like, let's go. We got sh- don't tell anybody. Yeah, I already like, talked let's to Aaron. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, he's just been lying through his teeth the whole time, yeah, but like they wouldn't go to his
1: office, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but, it, but. This is like kind of that moment where everything starts to click for Percy. Like they're going through the woods. Annabeth says, okay, you're good. Like you go take care of that. I'll I'll distract Clarice. So while they're walking to the woods, a lot of things come out here. But pretty much everything. But if you read between the lines of what me and Kyle have been hinting at this whole time of this episode, just talking about like he's the bad guy. And this is like the reveal. Right. And you're trying yeah. and his motivations were getting spelled out through those flashbacks and everything's kind of clicking like the Hermes and his mom story from earlier this season he has a lot of valid reasons to hate the gods yeah. maybe not enough to go with the 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 most evil master titan to overthrow <laughs> everybody and yeah. like maybe True. But he does have that really cool uh, conversation where he's trying to sway him talking about, yeah, they called it the golden age when the Titans were ruling, which is like a really cool idea. But he's doing, he's pulling every card in the book. He's here to recruit. Like he's got backbiter, which is this badass sword that opens portals. They'll go and get shit done. And basically like the gods don't care about the demigods. They don't care about what they want. They just use them. So that's all of Luke's motivation. And it's a lot of it's valid, but coming to the conclusion Let's release the Titans is probably the worst conclusion, but everything else you can hate the th- you can hate the gods without trying to just murder
1: life. Yeah, it's tough because like what else can you do, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that, I guess Luke feels powerless in the sense he's not going to like sit him down and have a talk with them so like this feels like the only type of option. I I just mm-hmm. like Luke's character a lot. I, I love yeah. the his role within the story, the motivations make sense. Obviously, Kronos has this ability to sway him and and put ideas in his head. And Luke is, I think, a little bit obviously ignorant to uh, he uh, rather uh, a better way to say it is that he thinks that he is like also thinking these things and he agrees with them. I don't think he's even considered for a second that he's being used in any type of way. Like, it could have been a ten out of ten. I still really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. but this is just like a great story twist that just because of the other the way the season has gone maybe wasn't as good as it could have been i just really like luke though i thought everything looked good i thought the setting looked cool the lights with the fireworks and like the the portal light yep. looked cool and their swords i mean look fucking cool together they have to fight luke makes the comment that he's gotten better and all of that kind of stuff Annabeth sitting there so there's no Percy has to tell her type of stuff so I thought that was good way to like force Luke out because obviously he feels stronger about Annabeth than he feels about Percy type of deal so all of the moving parts in this scene worked for me yeah he gets a full thumbs up basically i just
0: i want it more like you're saying but i'm not i'm not docking any points from him no. but yeah they use that the maybe for the fourth time this season The, <laughs> the trick, where she pulls the cap off and, and yeah. does whatever she needs to i mean do. honestly
1: if she wasn't using it all the time it would be a little weird so <laughs> it would it's be be a fucking opie as fuck so she better yeah. be rocking that cap every time she fucking can that kind
0: of leads us to our last like y mm-hmm. moments where we're getting some voiceovers and flashing between scenes to hit everything. Like we have, uh, if are you ready to move on to like yeah. that last part? Yeah. yeah. So, Kyron has his last conversation with Percy, and they're they're basically just talking about everything, like how Luke definitely doesn't want to kill Percy. He still wants to recruit him to his side so that he can eventually use him. As like a powerful piece on this in this like chess game of like the Greek gods because he's one of the big threes, only yeah. living. You know, yeah. So like he's he's clout. still trying to recruit him. So Percy's not actually like threatened, but he's still obviously this is like a a secondary part of his quest. It seems like that he's gonna have to take on Dionysus makes his appearance, and yeah, just he's probably he's probably not the best one. <laughs> of it just the gods. doesn't
1: it just doesn't work for me. I, yeah. I feel like he was it will work from what I remember from the books as well. It just doesn't like the as, Peter thing. I was like, All right, this it just doesn't feel me. as good on the screen. Yeah. It just yeah, he feels yeah. more annoying than anything else. And again, maybe my memory obviously has been clouded over the years, but I just remember him as a better character. also more books. So maybe he turns it around, but yeah, not for me,
0: not for me either. But either way, he's the, he's the freaking man in big mouth and yeah. the league, but yeah, Invincible and Character, Percy, eh? he's not my favorite. So he's like yeah. so hit or miss for me, but he, I I do love him. Uh But anyway, so after that, they do their secondary. This is the scene you were talking about earlier. Final, like the, it's like their final conversation before they let's make it pack to meet back in your yeah. to meet back in a year like they weren't going to fucking do that anyway. It's Camp Half-Blood. Yeah. But anyway, so. <laughs> they and then also we find out that uh Grover got his searcher's license for Pan and has the idea that Pan potentially is hiding in one of the oceans which yeah. works wink, out cuz Percy's nudge, yeah, nudge, yeah yeah exactly so uh
1: anything else there No no I mean obviously they're setting this up like we're going to get a season 2 they have to do that obviously they they have yeah. to be confident that they will we will see what happens I still think they will Yeah I mean I hope they do I hope to see what changes maybe what improves yeah it's fucking we're gonna be a little crazy the actors what they look like but i mean that would be easy because they literally say maybe we meet up in a year they're at that age where they change a lot in a year so maybe they'll just get a cute couple jokes out of it like damn bro like oh you're taller yeah <laughs> yeah like shit like that type of <laughs> deal so <laughs> That's yeah fine. i don't know that just felt like the like the only way they were gonna end it i didn't know if maybe we were gonna get like a post credits type of like additional teaser we we kind of i mean we do get the corona i just i guess maybe like post credit versus like the actual episode type of thing but this was i think juicy enough to end on are you talking about like the Cronus thing? Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just I went like the full rest of the episode. No, no, let's just do
0: it because I wanted to talk about that. That's like the most interesting thing yeah. left to talk about because Percy has the dream, and this is the last time Cronus invades his dreams, and it's at the beach house. And I love how he looks. He looks like the Grim Reaper. The vo- he, he's terrifying. Like the lights go out. It kind of he kind of looks like a um, Harry Potter um Dementor. Yeah, uh, Dementor, and yeah. he a and I love the part that he says, which goes along with luke's kind of agenda of your survival is key to my return so i don't think percy feels threatened by them but he knows he's going to be a very important part of thwarting any sort of plan here because cronus just showed up and this is the titan like the head uh the titan of time right i think he's time yeah yeah, so he's just like the big bad, and it just is it's cool that we get a little bit of a flash of him to kind of set the tone for the rest of the series. Uh yeah, yeah so throw anything else you want out there because didn't get, didn't give us a lot to theorize on, but it was just a cool appearance where it's their first one to one, they know they're looking at each other conversation.
1: Yeah. I really enjoy it. I thought it was really well done, the whole like dream thing. I love Percy's confidence in the scene that feels very Percy type of deal. And yeah, I guess what I meant by like the price credit stuff was like a different type of like, this is like, you're saying it's very straightforward. The main, yeah, they didn't hint at what the plot of season two is going to be basically. yeah, I thought, I thought maybe we would just get like a little something like where did Luke go through the thing? Like, or something like that type of deal. I was just thinking that it would happen. Not that there's Mm -hmm. like, I was expecting it maybe type of deal, but I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm into it. I, I, like that his he's back with his mom too because we do get that scene where he she obviously feels like they know that these dreams are coming they're keeping track of them what he's saying and all that type of stuff because sally's a beast she's cool percy with a cheeky little he told me tell my mom i love her (laughs) she's like oh really (laughs) type of deal yeah i thought that was really nice that was that was a good positive note to end the season on we get the the Mm -hmm. blue pancakes type of thing with the blueberries and they head out into the rain and that that was a good way to end the season. I. The more we talk about this episode, I thought it was a great way with how the season has gone. This was as good as an ending as I could have hoped for. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league, starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill fx's clipped streaming june 4th only on hulu
0: yeah i like the episode like i, yeah, I think go, us just I talking about it right there if you didn't hear the first like five to ten minutes of our podcast you'd be like these guys love this show but the, <laughs> it's like then we preface it with the co- of in context with the rest of the season it's just this was an okay note to end on So like i'm not i'm not mad about it but like you know there's there's reasons to complain and i don't need to yeah. keep talking about them but it's just let's funny. just throw yeah, like, in there the final the credit scene and we can just yeah, finish talking yeah. um just that dumb you know zach wilson's number one fan goes back to the did you see it did you watch through the credits oh, you didn't did fucking know. watch I look at me it? saying like i thought there would be an yeah, yeah. credit scene, and i fucking didn't No, but check it's, all the way. it's truly nothing like i'm just gonna no. i'll just tell you so it's, it's the stepdad he goes back yeah. to the original apartment and since they're at the beach house the door's locked his key's Not working. He's like, oh, she changed it again. And he sees on the ground a box, and it just says "Return to Sender." And then he he picks it up in his hand, and he opens up the box, and he looks, and he's like, "What the hell is this?" And it's Medusa's head, and he just fucking turns to stone.
1: That's so fun. I can't believe I didn't. I'm I'm just talking to my ass. Clearly, (laughs) yeah, I made sure to
0: definitely click through. But it's funny that Zach Wilson has made the most appearances on a single podcast series of any NFL quarterback, probably of all time in benchdown history, and this. (laughs) That's has been like hilarious. four four zach wilson named cops
1: that's actually crazy oh okay mm-hmm. that's i take it back then that's a cheeky little way to to end it for sure okay i'm coming and i was right. always i was i know it's a jokey moment but
0: like i was wondering earlier like are we ever gonna see medusa's head again yeah the gods were just like fuck you percy and they sent it back to All him right. and, it, and it got to okay. him yeah you should go watch it. it's literally 20 yeah. seconds
1: maybe yeah. they they found their stride in the finale a little <laughs> bit season two out right, of ten, 10. 10. <laughs> season two maybe that's fucking funny all right yeah all right definitely, definitely watched it. <laughs> yeah that's fucking funny okay i i have no other firmer comments i think i think if i say anything i'll literally have been repeating something i've said two to three times
0: yeah i guess parting shots are just it was a good show i'm happy i watched it. i'm happy we podcasted on it i'll talk greek gods all day every day it's yeah. just the criticism are there i think we're pretty much in agreement with just not ourselves also like the general public i still have hope that the season two will come out because i'm still seeing post um shooting interviews by like walker and stuff and you can just tell they care and i i think that's going to win at the end of the day and i hope disney decides to take in some of the criticisms especially with the run times and i think we can be okay in season two we're not on pace to be the best show of all time but no. it's not the worst either so like i said i'm sitting at like a five out of ten which is fine it's not my favorite thing in the world i didn't think we'd be yeah. at five out of ten but i'm still happy with it and i'm happy that they're trying for for some of these classic fantasy or mythological series in modern media because it just these are my favorite types of stories
1: yeah it's so interesting i feel like the first two episodes and the last two episodes were like solid like i would say that's like maybe like a six and a half to like potentially up to or get freaky with a seven depending on how many drinks i have in me but the right. other ones were just kind of it down to like maybe making like a five and a half to like a flat six Yeah, but just, you know. Okay, first season. We live, we learn. Mm -hmm. We laugh a little bit. We love, and we get back to the drawing board. Yes, sir. Okay, so that's going to do it. Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Disney Plus season one. We did it crazy. I feel like I literally remember sitting down and watching the premiere, so... That's how it goes these days. We will be back. Binge Town TV itself will be back covering just a whole plethora of shows. I dropped a couple at the top just to reiterate them. True Detective. We're doing Solo Leveling as well. We we get into anime, so if you like anime as well, Binge Town TV has content for you. Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, another potentially shaky adaptation <laughs> of a well-known and loved source material, and what uh, the traders on Peacock. We're all over the place, as you can tell. The spectrum of things that we cover is very vast. So if you're interested in seeing more of what we covered in the past and maybe what we're going to cover, BengetownTV.com is pretty much the home of benchtown It just has like a little tab, a little page that has all of the things we've covered in alphabetical order. It's the easiest way to see everything all organized. And then the easiest way to support us is just subscribing, whatever you're listening, whatever you're watching on. If you're watching on YouTube, throw us a like as well. Throw us a comment. And if you want to talk more, you want to talk more, Percy Jackson. You want to give us your thoughts on the finale, and you're a, a podcast type of person. The Discord, we have a Discord. We have pretty much channels for like almost every show we cover. So if you want to join the Discord, we'll put the link in the episode description, so you can join and chat. You'll you'll see all of the things that we've covered. We could talk Wheel of Time. We could talk anime. We could talk True Detective. We could talk anything you want to talk. So, uh, just yeah, there. This is not the end of Binge Town TV. We'll be around. We'll be covering. And uh, we'd be happy to have you along for another ride, another TV show, another coverage. So for the final time, we are Bingetown TV. And thank you for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.